0: so unpredictable here on the
1: SNL network
2: yes so welcome on in everybody to the Saturday Night Network for a very fun beginning to our new summer podcast series and that is the Saturday Night Network Impression countdown. This is something that we did last year with characters and it was so much fun to get to see all of our listeners guess which characters made the top 20 as we counted them down from 20 to 1. And, you know, we did the same thing this year last week. We put out a poll on Instagram and on Twitter asking you what your favorite impressions are in the history of Saturday Night Live. And uh, so many people came in with different impressions from every era of the show. We tallied all the results and now we have our top 20 that we will reveal week by week here for the next few monday nights and this is a very fun podcast that we get to do with our patrons our biggest supporters of the saturday night network so if you are interested in joining us and podcasting on this series definitely let us know join us at patreon.com slash the snl network but let me introduce our patrons that we have here tonight and first up is my man fred so fred how are you doing buddy
1: i'm doing great excited to be here some some good uh names coming up
2: Yes, for sure. That is part of the fun of the show is that we'll keep a silhouette thumbnail up so you can see maybe who the impressions are, but you have to listen to the show to find out and then we'll switch it up after a few days and put them out there. And uh, joining us as well all the way from across the pond, it is Lewis. Lewis, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing really great. Really happy to be on the show today.
2: Yeah, great to have you both here with us. So let's dive right in. We're going to reveal the four impressions 20, 19, 18 and 17 in just a moment. But first, let me ask you both, to you, what makes a great SNL impression? Because, you know, the criteria might be different for everybody, but it's, you know, I'm always curious when the people who come on, why a certain impression works for people versus others. So Fred, let me start with you on that one.
1: Yeah, so I feel like historically, the most fun I've ever had with impressions have been where, yes, it has to kind of sound like them. And yes, it, they sort of have to look like the person as well. but. It's number one for me with mannerisms, like facial expressions, mannerisms, like the way they act. uh, That's a big one. And then I do know like sometimes also like the ones that have really stood out um, have also been the ones that where they kind of take this like one thing about the person and really blow it up, right? So like, like credit is due for those that sound and act just like a person, but What makes it truly satire is where you take like some aspect of them, their personality or what they believe in and then like really dive into that. Otherwise, um, it's a bit too much acting.
2: For sure. I mean, going back to the beginnings of the show, when people were impersonated on the show, it was always a question of like, well, this doesn't really exactly sound like the person. So is this a good impression or not? And then the question became like, you know, why does it work if it's not exactly like that person? And it is because ultimately, you know, there is some characterization of the impressions that were, you know, stuck to by the audience and ended up clicking with everybody. So Lewis, we'd love to know from you, what makes a great SNL impression to you?
0: I what well, something i really find really fun to discuss about snl is the opportunities snl has uh that's something i've kind of spoken up on my cha- my times here before and what i do really love when snl does with impressions is the character the kind of characterizations the interpretations and how kind of reflecting how the world sees a certain person and kind of bring that into impression to bring about that kind of sense of relatability that Makes you more attached to the impression rather than the person, and in a way that like the impression becomes this character in and of itself. That even if you haven't seen, you don't know the original person. I think that's something that makes a really great impression in general. Is if I don't know the person they're impersonating and they're heard of them, if I can still laugh at their impression, then I think they're doing something really great, and that shows just a lot of really great comedic potential and acting potential and skill. But there's uh, another level of fun of accuracy when someone is able to do such a good representation and impersonation of someone else to like every specific mannerism their flow their you know exact manner of speech uh that's also really fun to see and i think they both work really well in their own right and i think the ones we're discussing today there's a bit of a mix in both of those of the more characterization ones the interpretations and The direct nailing it down
1: to a specific level impressions to lewis's point like i couldn't agree more like it should be funny 40 years from now also it's kind of like how like when you like now that i'm older like i'll watch disney films and like there'll be jokes in there for the parents like it should be something that's like a bit timeless um so i agree like even if you don't know who like xyz is it should still be funny not just accurate so i think lewis made some great points
2: totally agree. I am very curious as we get through each of these impressions and reveal them to you, you know what categories we start to develop you know, is this an impression that really worked because it was so specific like the SNL cast member caught on to something and that's what worked or is it just so ridiculous a heightened version of that actual person in real life and that's why it worked? So we'll talk about why each of these impressions, at least why we think they clicked with the audience. Alright anything else before we get started or are we ready to reveal number 20 on the list okay let's do it all right let's start with number 20 and this will kick off our impression countdown and i got some sound clips here so uh, first time using the soundboard in a while here we go number 20 on the list because joe biden is better than that i repeat joe biden
0: is better than that <laughs>
2: Yeah, that is uh, Joe Biden, but not the current impression of Joe Biden done by the great James Austin Johnson. The Jason Sudeikis version of Joe Biden comes in at number 20 here on the countdown. This impression was done 27 times. Between 2007, leading up to that 2008 election, and 2021, the last time we saw it was when Jason hosted in season 47, and that was brought in as the voice of Biden passed. So, uh, you know, I'd love to get your thoughts on these impressions. Louis, I'll start with you on this one. What do you think about Jason Sudeikis' impression of Joe Biden, and why did he crack the top 20? My relationship with this impression is quite, it, it,
0: something clicked for me. Um I watched uh, a couple of the cold opens, uh, lately leading up to today, and the cold opens where it's just him directly speaking to the camera for up to nine minutes. They're not; they're good. They're good. Jason Sudeikis, Jason Sudeikis is just a very talented performer. Uh, the jokes they give him are very good, but it doesn't sound like Joseph Biden at all. Uh, I have to use full name, but it doesn't sound like Joe Biden, like the one we're kind of seeing now, and. It clicked for me when I watched the obviously the JJ and Jason sudeikis one. There's a cold open with Taryn Kellum where he plays, I think it's Paul Ryan, where they're doing yeah. the vice presidential debate. And when Jason Sadakis' Joe Biden is interacting with other politicians or just other people in general, it is phenomenal. I think Jason sudeikis just has such great chemistry with everyone he works with and the repertory gives, and like you see how joe biden it represents how joe biden was kind of perceived in a comedic manner around that time compared to now and i think it lets a lot of jason because his strengths come out like i said he sounds nothing like him but he's getting a couple of the the random things biden says that are kind of like it's like oh wow i wouldn't expect a politician to say that and i think that really works for a lot of people it's not the first time we've seen that obviously it's difficult to be so innovative innovative with some impression of a vice president after the show that had been going for like over 30 years at that point but i think James Zedekis is able to do it really well and i think it shines even brighter in those specific circumstances when it's interacting with other people that's why i think it's like just cracking top 20 it's very memorable for all of people i think of the time mm-hmm. uh It's one that people still talk about quite a bit, which is interesting because a lot of time when there's a current impression, you never really see people bring up the old impressions. But I think we're seeing that now because it is such a different take than JJ's. I'm interested to see if uh, JJ's Biden is on the list at any point, but it's very different. And I think that's something I really like about SNL impressions is how different and how different approaches they can take.
2: Yeah, I mean it's not necessarily extremely accurate in the way that Jaj's are, but there is definitely a characterization here of Joe Biden as far as Sadakis' interpretation of like you know what what is Joe Biden in terms of everybody's eyes, like how they how do they view him at the time? And I think it came across as if he was like very broy. I think you know like there's a lot of like bro humor we get from that version of Biden, which could not be more different from Jaj's Biden now. So Fred, what about you? What do you think of the impression? Why do you think it cracked the top twenty?
1: Um, I actually thought this would be higher up, but I'm curious to see what's in the other nineteen. Um, I'd say, like to Lewis's point, that yeah, like it's not a very accurate impression. Almost to the almost to the point that he's not even trying to like act like Joe Biden sometimes, right? Like he's not doing anything with his eyes a little bit, like a little squintier maybe, or something that like he just like kind of owns it. Um, like he's like, I've decided on this and I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. And, you know, it does help that Jason Sudeikis is just so charming. Like, I feel like even his resting face, he's kind of barely smiling, like his eyes and like his mouth, right? Like he's, he just always seems like, like pleasant. He's having a good time. And yeah, like, I mean, I think like back to like what we were saying before, basically like with, with this Biden, they got to basically be like, okay, he's kind of Well, I mean, I guess it's because like Fred Armisen's Obama wasn't entirely memorable. Um, And they they couldn't really do much with him because like Obama's just like awesome. And there's not, it's not that Obama himself is funny, but there's nothing to like point at and be like, that's funny about Obama. So, or to some people. And so I think this contrast, like, yeah, like what you were saying with like the bro humor thing that they were going for, like he was like, kind of like the fun, like uncle, great uncle, like whippersnapper that sort of thing was just like a very fun take on it. And I, it's obviously like something, it's not like JJ can't achieve that. It's just like, like all of us, like when time passes, we age and it, that contrast has changed, right? Like he's, he's no longer the VP, like, right. They poke fun of like the role of being VP. But like, once you're like president, you know, uh, you're not there. There isn't that kind of like side by side. So like, I, I think it's just so much fun. um, it's. It, I loved rewatching these. Like I remember liking them then, and it was awesome to rewatch.
2: I have to wonder if the fondness for this impression, at least now, because I, I don't think it was looked upon poorly at the time, but I think people really love this impression now, and I think it's partially because people you know, almost wish that the current Biden was maybe more like the Sudeikis Biden in a way, you know, like now that we get to see JJ's version of Biden, and it's so subdued and like old, like, I guess that, you know, old man, somewhat he plays it like somewhat senile. It's like a much more boring version of Joe Biden, where Sudeikis is like the fun party guy, um, who maybe takes it a little bit overboard. And I think that's, you know, part of the fun of the impression, like, listen to this. Don't worry, homies, Big Daddy Joe's got your back. <laughs> you know, like, the, yeah. that's the type of thing that you would never hear from a J.J. J. Biden impression. And again, like, I, I have to feel like the J.J. J. Biden impression is more of the accurate impression. But the SNL, the better SNL impression is probably as Biden. So if you go back to that season 47 sketch and getting to see them together, it's like Sudeikis brings the energy to the room in a way that J.J.'s Biden never could um so to me like this totally makes sense as being like a fun top 20 impression lewis anything else on the impression that we didn't get to cover uh
0: yeah i think it is it is a very fun one it's it's not at the time i don't think it was too rare to see political impressions that were purely fun that's something we got we lost a lot and i'd say the 2017 2016 kind of trump era is they were so concerned concerned with going we don't like this politician for most politicians snl's never been like afraid to poke so, uh, fun at, at any side but we never got an impression where it's like they're not trying to say joe biden they will say that in regards to some things that like joe biden is like completely incompetent or has about opinion but it doesn't feel like they're doing it because they want people to know that they think that. It feels like they're doing that because they genuinely think it's funny. And that's something that I think this era was very good at uh, in regards to politics that we don't see. We've, we're seeing it a little bit more now, recently, I think. But there was a period of time, uh, 2016, 2017, where imp- the political impressions weren't that fun. And I think Jason Siddikis is one is one that really is. Uh, he was never brought too much into like big group impressions to my knowledge, I could be completely wrong about that. But a lot of time, they did just do a cold open of Joe Biden talking. And I think that's pretty fun for a lot of people. And it's not something that you have kind of grown at when a cold open starts. And I think that's kind of an important thing that kind of makes this position make a lot of sense.
2: Fred, through your research on this impression, were there specific sketches that if somebody does not remember this impression too much that you would recommend they go back and check out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, his debate with Sarah Palin is pretty epic. Um, And, like, some would argue maybe started, for better or for worse, like, this explosion of political impressions. Like, of course, SNL's always had them. But did every cold open? Did every episode have to always have them? Like, I, I don't want to misspeak, but I think they certainly did not. Um And I think it was after this that... Um because even like after like Will Ferrell's like wildly famous Bush, right? Or Daryl Hammond's Gore, like I feel like it and those are way more popular, I think, than like what we're talking about right now. We'll see if they make the list. We'll see if they make the list. Um but uh this really started that trend. And that's something that it's also like incredibly hilarious. And like, I mean, I know we're talking about Sudeikis, but I think Sarah Palin's incredible. I think Fey is incredible in that. Um so I think like that, that's probably like the most important one, and it's it's a long one too. It's 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 a big one. I'd recommend that one,
2: Lewis, Any other recommendations you would say to everybody? Listening? Uh,
0: I really like the Taron Killam uh, one where he plays where Taron Killam, Killam's Paul Ryan and Jason Stick is Joe Biden. I, that one's really fun because the whole bit of like Joe Biden's like no one's gonna watch this, so we can have fun. Uh, And he's just like cracking jokes every two seconds and like completely going off topic. It's very fun. And you forget that it's, you know, about a serious topic like a vice presidential debate.
2: Yeah, so that sketch with uh, Taron Killam is October 13th, 2012. And that is season 38, episode four. And the one with Sarah Palin, played by Tina Fey, is October 4th, 2008. That's season 34, episode four. So if you did want to go back and check those out. But like I said, he played Joe Biden uh, 27 times. Um, That's a lot. So, you know, (laughs) compared to some other people, other impressions of Joe Biden, Kevin Nealon, Woody Harrelson a few times, uh, John Mulaney, if you remember that, did uh, Joe Biden once. Uh, of course uh Jim Carrey's Joe Biden, a very famous part of season 46. We've got to cover that. Uh Alex Moffat popped in as Joe Biden for a little bit, and then uh James Austin Johnson as well. And uh yeah, Pete Davidson randomly played Joe Biden in a sketch last season as well, if you remember that. And um, I think
1: I think the um Alex Moffat one's worth mentioning because I think that I'm sure like 70% of people were like, What's happening here? And they didn't it was funny just because it's funny, but that's that was great for us. I think, Having <laughs> yeah, it's mothlit popping.
2: Yeah. And I'll say, look, again, just to go back to, uh, you know, anybody listening who's like, they really like J.A.J.'s Biden. I mean, that's great. I do think that he plays a good Biden. I think he's playing the version of Biden that exists now. But I bet J.A.J. would love to have gotten to play the Biden that was uh, the Biden when he was VP. So uh, I could see why that version of Joe Biden made the list, at least for now. We'll see what comes up down the road. But uh, anything else on number 20? Or should we head over to number 19? All, all right let's do it let's reveal number 19 on the list and uh this is an oldie but a goodie and here is number 19.
1: i
0: am dark and you are light you are blind as a bat, but
2: <laughs> i have sight yeah which one well this time we're going to talk about joe piscopo's frank sinatra I didn't mean to mislead there but i just want to make sure uh you know we're going to talk about joe's Frank Sinatra which was played 12 times and then again at the 40th from um he played 12 times from 1981 to 1984 and uh yeah this was a very fun impression a lot of people will remember a Frank Sinatra impression from Phil Hartman but it is Joe Piscopo's Frank Sinatra that got voted here at number 19 obviously Frank Sinatra like a huge part of the culture at the time and just uh this was a huge impression in an era that really needed some big characters and big impressions and this is probably one of the things or the thing that joe piscopo is best known for on snl is his impression of frank sinatra so fred what do you think about this impression and it making the list here at number 19
1: i expected to see this um it's it was super popular i i am shocked that you said he well he played him like eight nine times
2: uh yeah, what did I say? Oh, yeah, this only because twelve, times, at, least,
1: 12 at least on YouTube, it was like a little hard to find more than like three sketches of his. Uh, I'm not sure why, like. Uh, but I do know you played him a lot, and, it, and like it was his most popular character. I, I, uh, it's it's great that these are back to back because I'd say this is kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I like Joe Piscopo, and I think this is a good impression, but it's not quite as fun. Like the impression itself is not fun. It's almost like. Uh, like, kind of the edgy racial jokes that he makes are what makes it fun, right? And it is extremely accurate, but it's not as fun to watch, let's say, um, him do it, at least in my personal opinion, than it was, like, like. And I, I went in order, right? Like, after, like, watching Sudeikis' Biden, but this obviously has a place there. And I think, like, especially in the early 80s, Frank Sinatra was even much more top of mind and much more of recent memory, right? So, like, i think like reached like a much uh wider audience and then also like that stevie wonder is incredible um yeah so. and they were like the two most and i think from that era right like they were the the two superstars so that that only helped and i'm sure this helped that or like what came first but um i definitely expect to see this
2: yeah, I think that like during that 5-year period, you know, there's not a lot of things that like transcended beyond Eddie Murphy and the stuff he did on the show. And I think like one of those things, like if you had to think of a handful of things that are not Eddie Murphy from that era that really like people nowadays can think of it is probably Joe Pisco's Frank Sinatra impression and I think doing it at the 40th anniversary had a big role in people remembering it yeah. and being like oh yeah and looking it up on YouTube and then perhaps voting it in this poll I was actually pretty surprised that it cracked the top 20 here but it just got in here at number 19. Lewis what are your thoughts on the impression and its role on the list?
0: Uh, I really enjoyed it um this is one of the impressions that as the countdown goes on and I will have to do a little more of this <laughs> Uh, I didn't really know what Frank Sinatra talked like. I, I love Frank Sinatra's music, but not being around in the 80s or being in America in the 80s uh, or before that, I never heard him speak before. And it was interesting. The way I did a lot of these was I went and watched Joe, Joe Piscopo's uh, Frank Sinatra. Then I would watch actual Frank Sinatra talking. And I was shocked at how much he like really nailed a lot of the, the, manner, the mannerisms in when he's like changing topic or the flow of his voice. I think that's something that a lot of the impressions here have done really well, is nailing down the flow of someone's voice is, goes such a long way to making an impression memorable and work and accurate. Uh, he gets everything right. It's kind of the classic New Yorker guy who's kind of old, but he still thinks he's really cool and thinks he's really slick and knows who he is uh so not only is he impersonating frank sinatra he's impersonating that kind of character character and i think a lot of people especially snl viewers uh really enjoy that kind of thing and correct me if i'm wrong but did he he do this one in season six
2: uh he did do this one in season six i'm pretty sure yeah he did he did Um, yeah
0: because only him
2: and eddie stayed on after six yeah he did it um three times in season six, including um yeah including this sketch, which is from the last episode in season six all about American cars. This is
0: Francis Albert reminding you that it is time, it's time that for all of us to start buying and driving American cars,
2: yeah, um this was yeah, this was one of those things that like really you know came out of that season, Lewis,
0: yeah, I think it is very important for a lot of newcomers now uh cast members to get something that works uh and i think there's another impression uh that we were talking about today that i think is relevant there but that Carter sketch is very funny uh it tells me a lot about like perception of frank sinatra at the time which i think is really interesting for an impression to do is hold not historical importance but give a bit of a window into how he was kind of viewed how he kind of came across this kind of stuff he'd do And I think that's really fun and really interesting to look back on.
2: Now, if I was making my own list, I would probably put Phil Hartman's version of Frank Sinatra above this impression. But I do understand why the Joe Piscopo one was voted above it, because, you know, unfortunately... We haven't seen Phil Hartman's version of this, you know, in modern times, uh, naturally, with Phil not being around anymore. Uh, I think he did do it a couple times when he hosted, but it had had Phil stayed around. And, and, you know, the belief is that Phil would have hosted like a million times because he was just like, he's like, you know, the GOAT. Right. And, uh, you know, had he come back, I, I, I think he would have kept doing this impression and this would have been like his thing. And I don't think anybody would remember the Piscopo Sinatra impression beyond maybe the Stevie Wonder sketch. But I think that, you know, naturally, as people stopped uh, hearing as much about Phil Hartman in modern times, at least younger people, um, something like Joe Piscopo's Frank Sinatra seemed to permeate the culture. And I, and I bet if you ask like casual SNL fans, like, who is Joe Piscopo? And what do you know about him? I don't know that they would know much more than this Frank Sinatra impression. Like, I think this is his thing on the show. So, Fred, in your research on the impression, were there any other recommendations or things about it that you think would be important that the listeners listeners should know?
1: I think the listeners should know, first of all, um, Frank Sinatra is a Jersey boy. He's not from New York. Um, I didn't. As am I. So, no, but... um, uh, (laughs) But... I, I agree with you on the Phil Hartman bit, and again, like back to like what we keep, and it's going to keep coming up, like Phil Hartman. I was going to say episcopos
2: uh, from Jersey, also, right? So that, that they go hand in hand.
1: Yes, they both are. Yeah. So, like, but to um, so like what you were saying before, like, I, I, I agree. Like, I liked Hartman's more as well, and like it just had like a bit more pop or pep to it. Um, and like, I think this is going to keep coming up, but like, yeah, Piscopo is like dead on, like super accurate. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's hard to fight, and then. I do, like, uh, uh, it's not very rational, but a part of me is because, like, the Ebersole era is not very represented, but, like, it's obviously there. A part of me is, like, biased that there's at least like, a little bit of representation on this list. So, I'm I'm supportive of this.
2: Definitely. Lewis, any last words on this Joe Piscobel Frank Sinatra impression? Uh, Check out the card drive sketch. I think that one's
0: uh just a very funny sketch overall, and there's a The video I I saw when looking at it where I think Frank Sinatra actually introduced is Joe Piscopo on gold. Uh, Joe Piscopo does a song in kind of Frank Sinatra style, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, That's a really interesting thing to see. Uh, I like it when uh, people that impressionists get kind of uh, acclaimed by the people they're doing impression of.
2: Yeah. Definitely. And I have to wonder if at the fiftieth we may see this one again. So that'll be something to watch for. Okay, so two impressions down tonight. We're gonna reveal number eighteen and seventeen coming up in a little bit. But first let me thank our sponsor for tonight's podcast, and that is the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival up here in Montreal. Fred, have you heard of the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival?
1: I have. I've actually always wanted to go. Um okay. I've heard great things. I-, I know it's like one of the biggest comedy festivals in North America, maybe the biggest right
2: yeah for sure lewis what about you have you heard of this festival i have heard i listened to the coverage
0: you did over uh, of, uh last year and i think that'd be really cool to go to but a bit far away yeah. from me
2: <laughs> well i hope you can make it one day and there's still opportunities if you're a listener and you do want to come up to montreal for this year's just for last festival where there is so much comedy all the time, starting next week. Well, really, there's a few shows starting this week, but it really kicks off next week with comedy all night, all day, uh, you know, every day, basically, where they have shows at all of the local comedy clubs. Some really big names are coming in. We already spoke last week about how Leslie Jones will be here. Please Don't Destroy will be doing a couple of shows while they're here if you want to look at that stuff. This week I found out that uh, Chris Red's coming up, Jay Farrow's coming up, Sashir Zameda will be here as well. So lots of SNL alumni that will be here for the just for last comedy festival including some former writers and i'm sure snl producers who are scouting for new talent for 49 and 50 so if you wanted to come up here just hanging out uh the streets are blocked off you gotta walk around you gotta go to all the different comedy clubs we encourage you to do so because it is so much fun and i'm proud that in my city in montreal we do have the biggest comedy festival in the world so you got to come join us and hit me up when you come here so you can get your tickets at montreal.hahaha.com for tickets to the just for last comedy festival all right, gentlemen, ready to get to number 18? Let's do it. All right, yeah. this is a very fun impression. One of my, personally, honestly, one of my favorite sketches that I get to see uh, always gives me a good laugh. And uh, I'll play you a bit of one of those sketches right now where you get to hear this impression.
1: I'm Martha Stewart. Thanksgiving, it's not just a day for turkey and dressing. This traditional American holiday commemorates the autumn feast when our pilgrim forefathers and the nearby savages put an end to their vicious fighting
2: (laughs) yeah that's uh that's a martha stewart's thanksgiving special a lot of people remember the topless version of that but yeah from 1996 to 2004 anna Gasteyer played martha stewart 13 times on saturday night live and yeah this was a really fun impression often replayed in the specials and just so interesting Because, you know, a lot of these impressions that we talked about tonight, the Biden, the Sinatra, the Martha Stewart, so isolated on their own, you know, like they could play off of people. But really, like this is an impression that mostly was just, you know, Martha Stewart directly to camera um, doing a version of her and Anna Gasteyer just being kept. you know, she's so charismatic as a performer, but just being so like deadpanned and monotone in the way that she did it. And I think that contrast was so interesting to me. So I'd love to talk about this impression. Fred, I'm going to start with you on this one. What do you think about the Anna Gasteyer's Martha Stewart impression?
1: I love it, but I'm, I'm, I, I love Anna Gasteyer. And I think that like, yeah, you, you mentioned something I was going to bring up that this was a time when they were okay with one person. They were never that long, the sketches, but like one person staring at the camera and it's just like she or he. I feel like those days are gone. I like did did Jay Jay have a sketch like that this season? Just like one sketch where it was just him, basically. I don't think so. And, uh, like there's a lot of times where Fineman. he would come out
2: Oh
0: go ahead, go ahead, listen you have something? Uh, Chloe Feynman kinda did, uh, with the uh, Jennifer Coolidge looking like, at Christmas stuff. There was other people in that, but she was never it just it it was really weird seeing like a minute forty two long sketch, but yeah. Okay, okay. Continue John, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was times where he would come out as Trump and then, like, start things off, like, talking about, like, his new CD that he's putting together, and then it would cut to all of the people, as opposed to, like, whereas in times, um, you know, I guess in the 90s or the 2000s, there was opportunities to do impressions, where it's really direct to camera and monologuing.
1: Well, like, yeah, like, I, this is, like, a Will Anagaster, obviously, went to a lot. Like, I think, like, she always played these like, very, like, calm, subdued, kind of, like serious person but like the comedy there it's just like a type of comedy i really enjoy i guess is like that contrast of like what she says and what she means and how she's acting right so like whether it's saint patrick's day or halloween or what have you like how it's like kind of like shocking and crude but like it just slides under because of the way she's delivering it like that's something she did very well with like a lot of her characters and i really enjoyed this and i i also think like another thing that's like lost upon us now is that I feel like, like, back then, there were being, there were only, like, celebrities were more concentrated, and, like, heavily weighted, right? Like, now, like, everyone's famous, like, in some capacity, like, right? Like, it's, it's, you know, back then, it was, like, her, Dr. Phil, like, Oprah, you know, there was, like, 10 famous people, right? So, like, we forget now, like, like, and I'm exaggerating, but, like, 10, like, super, like, these, like, uh, like, pop icons.
2: Yeah, in a way. exactly.
1: Yeah, like, you know, that everyone knew, like, my grandma knew Martha Stewart, right? Like, right, like, anyone would know her. So um, I think, like, we forget now, like, how big of a deal Martha Stewart was. And, like, now I think we know of, like, a different Martha Stewart at, like, roasts. And, like, you know, she served time. But, like, there was a time when there was also, like, this Martha Stewart. And, um, or maybe, like, it overlapped, now that I think about it. But it was, I just think it's great. Um, I really enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I mean, Martha Stewart, in my mind, in pop culture, has had such, like, different eras where, like, in this time when, when Anna's playing Martha Stewart, like, she's known for, like, cooking and, like, what she puts together in the house. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, if Martha Stewart does that in, in her home, then that's what we should do in our home. And then, like, right. you know, she, like, hosted The Apprentice, I think, at one point after Donald Trump. Um, then she, yeah, and and then she went to jail for a little bit. And then, like, now she's in her, like, Roast slash, like, best friends with Snoop Dogg era. Like, it's just, it's so fascinating to get to see how she's like stayed in the culture. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, I almost like wish I got to see like Anna continue to play Martha Stewart like since 2004 because I just think there's like so much there to continue to go with. But, Lewis, like, tell us everything about what you think of this impression. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's another one that, like, again,
0: I think this is a really good one that you don't need to know. I, I don't, I guess in America and, North and Canada, it might not be there's not many people that don't know who Martha Stewart is, but like I think it's very good that like I could watch this not being too familiar with her and kind of finding it very funny uh and I guess her absolutely nails uh Martha Stewart's flow here, the mannerism and like the way her talking goes uh she's just got it on point, and it's very interesting watching like the the an actual Martha Stewart clip and this. One of these sketches back to back because it sounds the exact same but the words are obviously very different being quite comedic and very like uh fred said very grim and that makes it really funny and then switching to martha stewart actually just talking about how to make a sandwich and it sounds the exact same the mannerisms don't really change and i've a weird comparison i find with this one though the way they did this sketch is to kate mckinnon's i can't remember the exact name of the sketch but the cats one where her and the host are like showing off their cats or whatever and that they're being very calm and kind of like you know uh woman woman kind of uh being showing her wild side a little or whatever uh but actually not being quite mild and being kind of subdued in their performance it's a very good variety that now has where they can do comedic, very chill moments and then much bigger stuff like something like Matt Foley.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of different versions of Martha Stewart's that have been played on Saturday Night Live, including Janine Garofalo did it, uh, Nancy Walls, Amy Poehler, Rachel Dratch, David Spade once did it, Kristen Wiig, and then Kate McKinnon, as you mentioned. So uh, lots of different versions, but the Anna Gastey impression is the number one, and it was really the Martha Stewart living sketches that we got to see different holiday versions. And I just want to talk about those sketches for a second, because I'm sure you guys got to watch a couple of them as you're preparing for uh, discussing this impression. I find those sketches so fascinating to me because it's really like I said it's, it's monologuing but what's so interesting is like Martha Stewart is uh, being played as like the most monotone version so boring and like nothing interesting but the things that she's recommending for you to do at home are so like grandular and like impossible for somebody to make on their own at home that it's like the contrast of that is so interesting. And I think it's something that Anna Gasteyer is so good at. Like think about the fact that we talked about this in the character countdown, but they you know, her and Molly Shannon played the NPR uh, ladies, um, you know, it's almost like a little bit similar there, where they're so monotone, talking into the microphone, talking about the things that are not that interesting, but they make the sketch so interesting. I think it's something that Anna Gassire is maybe the best ever at the show at doing, is playing boring really well. And this is a great, great version of that. So, Fred, what do you think about
1: that? Well, I just wonder, like, unfortunately if, like, the show's gone in a direction where somebody good at that will not get screen time or it's not valued and it's natural that the show kind of grows in its own way but i i think now it'd be very tough for somebody who'd probably do a good job at it although i can't honestly think of i mean i mean they're all very talented so they could figure it out but like anna gastar just also looks the part which helps a little bit but yeah um I, i agree with everything you're saying
2: Lewis, any other thoughts on Anagastar's Martha Stewart impression? Anything you watch that you would recommend to the listeners to check out? Uh
0: the Thanksgiving and Halloween one's really great. The one with the Thanksgiving one where they bring in Martha Stewart's mother uh was really great. I think Anagastar has it's that Joan scale. Allen scale. Jo- played by Joan Allen, yeah. Um the Martha Stewart has that really great scale where she can it's a very difficult thing to stay so subdued when you're talking about this kind of ridiculous thing. It would be very easy to break out and start being a bit all, a a bit, you know, surreal and chaotic, but she kinda holds that down and really makes it a very focused and like a, an impression that knows what it is. In terms of if we could get that today, I think that's a really interesting question because I touched on this last time I was here, but again, SNL is competing with stuff like TikTok for like young people's attentions uh nowadays and young people tend to but I don't even know, you know this they're not great. Um which is a Why don't you tell terrifying a <laughs> which is a terrifying problem I see and experience every day. But uh it's something I find really enjoyable, but I don't know if the show would be as confident doing it. Uh and like putting the come out there.
1: I feel like the sets are so easy and it, the sketches are short. Like I, I wish they would like take that risk again. Right. Like something like somebody Chloe can do so incredibly well, super quick in and out, you know, especially like if, if, if it comes to like a time budgeting thing, like I know it doesn't quite work like that, but um, yeah. Anyway.
2: Yeah. And I had to think like, You know, a lot of people talked about the last couple of years of the potential of somebody like Anna Gasteyer hosting the show. We thought maybe we would get that this year instead of Molly Shannon. And I think that if Anna was to host the show we would expect maybe to see a martha stewart sketch because this is just so easy right it doesn't require any of the ca- recurring characters to come on in it's really easy to film and yes martha stewart is an impression that is um you know like held to that specific point in time but it would be great to see how anna's version of martha holds up nowadays knowing that martha stewart is still around and and doing some stuff so um i would love to see you know martha stewart's um martha stewart living's uh, marijuana special you know like that would be fun to get to see because yeah. that would be uh, a modern version of that so uh it makes sense to me that this made the list not only is a good impression but also anna gasire with american auto being popular in the last couple of years even though i don't believe it's renewed um you know with uh her being in the zeitgeist i think that that was boosted a little bit here so anything else on impression number 18
0: uh i just the the shortness of it it's very surreal to be seeing like I think I first clicked on it, I was like, what this sketch was only 2 minutes 30, and they like consistently had this in the show. I think SLS should... It would be really cool if they did that more nowadays. I understand why they
1: might not, but I think that's really cool. It's so pleasant to rewatch, right? Like, you're in and out. <laughs> like, you got your laughs, and then it's For sure. done. Yeah.
2: It reminds me a little bit of, like, Norm McDonald's Larry King, which was, like, so quick, in and out, and they would do these, like, quick versions of that. Um, so I think they were more used to doing that type of stuff at the time, and it would be fun to get back to it. Okay, number 17 on the list. The last impression that we are revealing tonight is uh, a little bit more modern, but it's still a fun pop culture one, and this is number 17. I just want to ask you one question. What's wrong with it? Huh?
1: What, with the you, handbag? You, you, that's right.
0: Um, it's the wrong color.
2: <laughs> the wrong color.
0: <laughs> she says it's the wrong color.
2: Yeah, that is uh the amazing, incredible Jay Farrow playing Denzel Washington who, uh, you know, this was a big breakout moment for Jay Farrow on the show when he got to play Denzel. I mean, we got to see him come on to the show and be himself on Weekend Update and do a bunch of impressions. And obviously this is like, he's one of the greatest impressionists in the history of the show. But I think his Denzel like really clicked with people. And it wasn't done that many times on the show. It was only done four times between 2010 and 2012 officially where he's actually playing Denzel in the sketch. But I, I just think like this to me is such a great... great impression and so much fun. And that sketch in particular that I played was him as if he like worked and worked at a store and was going over this woman's handbag that she was returning. This is a fantastic character, uh characterization of an impression. And I love it. And um Lewis, I'd love to know from you. What are your thoughts on Jay Farrow coming in here, number 17 with the Denzel impression?
0: Uh, I think it's a really great impression. It's a very good middle ground between a spot and impression and a characterization. Because not only does he nail like a lot of Denzel's mannerisms and speech patterns, but also the kind of characters he plays and like how he plays them. I think Jay just gets down to a T. Jay's, I believe Jay to be a very underrated uh SNL performer. He kind of got unlucky with uh his position leaving the show, but his impressions are just so good uh that they reflect his talent uh altogether. It's also really interesting that. Returns an exchange sketch. That was very early on in season 36, if I'm correct.
2: Yeah, that was October 2010. So that would be season 36, episode three. That was uh, his third Mm -hmm. episode on the show, I think.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing for Undercover to have is a very solid impression. I mean, we see it really nowadays with uh, JJ getting that. And it's a very good thing to have because it is entertaining for us and also gives them a spotlight and starts getting them on the show right away. And I think... I'm kind of glad they didn't overuse it because Jay did get overused with some impressions a bit. Uh, sometimes completely necessary. Uh, like, if if you can do the president, having him do the president a lot is kind of an important thing. But, yeah, I think uh, it's a really good impression and it gave us a lot of really great sketches.
2: Yeah, it, it's really fascinating of an impression. Fred, what do you think about it?
1: I mean, I agree. I, I love Jay Farrow and like, I feel like watching him is a treat. Like whenever you see him, like it just like puts a smile on my face, and yeah, like to Lewis's point, like this is a great middle ground. Although I do, yeah, I I thought I feel like Martha Stewart's a middle ground too, but maybe not. It's just like accurate in the writing, like the the uh, like the words said is what's funny. But yeah, like I agree with Lewis, like like this is a great middle ground of like what we keep talking about about like what makes a good uh, impression. Uh, I think like you know obviously like. He's blowing up like the fun roles that Denzel plays. Like it's not Malcolm X Denzel. It's like Training Day Denzel, right? You know, like it, uh, so. Like you know, like he he got to pick and choose, but it's incredible. Like the laugh, the clapping, like even like his facial expressions. Like he doesn't even like look like Denzel, but like that that enough is like to make it like come to life. I think it's so funny. Like I really enjoy the. And then like there's a bias here. Like I love Terran Killam too, but like that that sketch with like uh like the train that's gonna crash, unstoppable. And like ScarJo's, Scar- Scar- like like with the the New York accent, like the Chrysler Building thing, like uh, like the like the little buddy cop thing. Like it's it's just so much fun to watch. Like I I am surprised it made the list though. Okay, Well, I love the impression. Just like there's so many. There like you only get 20, right? Like I feel like I guess like I think if I ask most of my friends that do kind of watch SNL, like most of my friends don't really watch it all too much they would never even think if I locked them in a room, they may not think of this impression, Hmm. which is like, you know, that's not a good sample size, but, but, but like, like when I read it and when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, like it, it's great.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. We'll obviously analyze the entire list. Like once we reveal everything, but I think that, you know, a lot of the impressions that get on this list and I, I think it's very different than the characters, which are more, memorable in a way, like you have to think mm-hmm. about the impressions a lot more, and I think once you start thinking about impressions, you start thinking about the impression and you're like okay, Jay Farrow was such a great impression on the show what yeah. do I remember, like which impression do I remember of Jay Farrow's, and I think Denzel is maybe the first one that comes across that list so mm-hmm. then you get the votes in for him to come in here at number 17, whereas I agree with you, I don't think that this, you know, if you think of the top 20 impressions in the history of the show, this may not necessarily be across your mind, but I just think that people love Jay Farrow, they consider him him one of the greatest impressionists that the show has ever seen and um this was such a big moment for him at the beginning of his SNL career and then just appeared a few times in sketches and this is like look we talked about Jason Sudeikis as Joe Biden which appeared 27 times on the show I mean this was only on four times and it was so memorable that people still voted it in so um Fred do you was there another Jay Farrow impression that you may have put on this list
1: well no I, I just I would put this above everything else but now I'm just yeah. like kind of like you know
2: that's fair. That's yeah, totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, Lewis. I mean, what about you? In your research of the impression, were there moments that you saw that really stood out to you? Um,
0: yeah, I think this is one of those impressions that just produced a lot of great sketches, like the uh Re- Returns one, the Unstoppable One, there's a really great one, that gave us back our daughters. That's just such a great sketch. And Jay's very good in it as uh Denzel. I think in regards to why this impression on there, I think something to take into consideration is like how has anyone else in like the history of the show done Denzel or is it just Jay
2: so Dean Edwards did Denzel Washington on a weekend update um very I think that was with uh here let me look that was with Maya Rudolph's Halle Berry so that was an Oscar thing back in 2002 uh Tim Meadows did Denzel once but I mean we're not talking about like very memorable moments, um, you know, in terms of like iconic moments with uh, with them playing Denzel. They only played them each once on the show. And also, I think that a factor here that's interesting, Louis, is that Denzel Washington has never appeared as himself on the show. Um, so that's, that could be something here where it's like, you know, a little bit taste of Denzel on SNL. Well,
1: he's never hosted or anything, huh?
2: Never, never.
1: mm mm-hmm yeah
0: i think that mixed with that there hasn't been many denzel's uh compared to like uh joe biden's and uh martha stewart's uh kind of might put it up when people think impressions they think oh denzel washington they'll think jay farrow they'll think which jay farrow one did i really like denzel because i think that it just shown really well it's personally not maybe not in my not even my top three jay farrow just because he has so many great ones i think like we might even see them on the list um obama is just phenomenal uh will smith there's there's chris will, Rock. Yeah, tracy smith. morgan he's got a lot of I, I really like his tracy morgan um but he's got a lot of like really great impressions as well he did i was looking at recent. i was just watching jimmy Kimmel. there's a john mulaney never did that on the show but he's he just really weirdly great john mulaney
2: that's a good point. I do think his Will Smith is, is really excellent and probably would be the one that I would consider. You did that a couple times on Weekend Update. That's good. I have to wonder if the, you know people being down on Will Smith in the last year or two from the, the slap incident maybe would boost the impression of Denzel a little bit more. And I just wonder if like the talk about um, Obama not being an exciting SNL impression on the show may have taken that one out of the mix, at least for now. So, I mean, we'll see if these pop up on the list later on, no spoilers, but I'm just saying, you know, while we have the current version of the list, I think that there's reasons why the Denzel one is here for at least now, because I think, like, all of the presidents, and you would say, like, Jay's Obama is more iconic than Fred's Obama, naturally. So it's terrible. Right. Or, but or
1: whatever,
2: the, yeah. Yeah, but, the, but, you know, there just wasn't too many memorable Jay Farrow, Obama sketches. Whereas I just think, like I said, I think that if people are going to think about a great impressionist on the show and his best impression, it may be this one. All right. Um, well, that is it for tonight with number 20, 19, 18 and 17. So Fred, are you happy with the choices on the list so far?
1: I am. And this was a fun one to talk about. Um, there are a few of them that I was excited to see for sure.
2: Yeah. Lewis, what about you?
0: Uh, if I am happy with them depends on what uh, the rest of the list goes on to be I think these, each of these definitely I think believe to be in the top 20 but if these are where I think they should to be, time will tell
2: okay well, we're gonna, it's going to get more intense as we reveal everything week by week, and then we narrow down to the best impressions in the history of the show, or the top impressions in the history of the show, and next week we'll be back here at the same time to reveal 16, 15, 14, and 13. So four more impressions to reveal next week, so we'll have a good idea of almost half of the list as we start to reveal these week by week until we get the top 20 impressions in the history of Saturday Night Live. If you enjoyed the show, let us know, and if what you thought of these impressions, write your thoughts in the comments. I see so many great comments from other people in the chat, including many of our patrons. So, uh, so happy to get to see what you think of the impressions that made the list. I think personally, this list is more interesting to me than the characters we did last year, which was very fun, but this could go a lot of different directions. So I'm very curious what people think about how this list ended up once that is all revealed. Fred, thanks for joining us tonight. Anywhere the listeners can check you out
1: here there everywhere um thanks for having me okay right. it was great to be here
2: yeah always a pleasure to have you on the show so thanks for joining us and lewis what about you buddy thank you uh yeah um
0: i'm at functor on twitter uh but thank you i've had a great time really enjoyed talking about this
2: yeah, so much fun thanks again to all of our patrons who are participating in this series can't wait to talk to you all over the next few weeks if you missed our point counterpoint last week that we did with Andrew Dick and TJ those are always really crazy so go back and check out that as well as some other really fun content over the summer interviews with Heidi Gardner, Aristotle Atari, uh, Connie Crawford from the Anyone Can Owes competition a lot of fun stuff and then we have some great stuff planned for after this series as well so thank you to Fred, Lewis, all the voters and everybody in the chat for joining us on this Monday night. My name is John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network. We will see you next week, everybody. Have a good one.